In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. It might seem like it's a little bit early, but it's about time we start plotting the end of the Joe Biden administration. We've got lots to do. Come on, let's go. The hand-wringing commence. And what else could they possibly throw at him this time? Two impeachments, the Steele dossier, the FBI tapping his phone. Honestly, what else could possibly be left in their bag of tricks? And I seriously doubt that they've got anything left in their bag of tricks. Donald Trump is by far the most investigated person on the planet. There are no more skeletons in the closet. There's no more October surprises. So there's nothing left they could possibly throw at Donald Trump. And I'm ready, my friends. This is going to be a gas. Well, good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver cowboy state politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Election week has come and gone, and would you believe that there are still some races that haven't been decided yet? This is absolutely a disgrace. There's absolutely no reason why we can't just have one day for our election and know the results by, well, we'll be generous. Give them midnight. The Democrats in individual states engineered this whole thing to try to make sure that there's no way Republicans could pull off an election win. And yet, we have the House. Music to my ears. Be still, my beating heart. Now I know, everybody was saying it was going to be a gigantic tsunami of redness all over the United States. We were going to have the House and the Senate and the Knesset and the Reichstag and the House of Lords and the House of Commons. But my friends, we should take the win. We have the House. The crazy Biden agenda, at least in the legislature, is at an end. And whether you like it or not, divided government is a good thing. Our founders designed this whole thing so that the wheels of government turned very, very slowly. It was designed so that big sweeping changes could only be made through deliberation. And since we know that the Democrats are not interested in anything that is going to benefit the American people, we can expect, for the next two years at least, that there aren't going to be any more huge changes to be rammed through Congress. Unless, of course, the Republicans that are in charge in the House of Representatives, I'm talking to you, Kevin McCarthy, decide to go along with it. Yesterday, I contacted both John Barrasso and Cynthia Lummis's office. I also reached out to Harriet and tried to get a comment for this morning's program, 
Would it surprise you to find out that only Harriet Hegeman responded? In the near future, we'll have an interview with Harriet. But of course, John Barrasso and Cynthia Lummis did not even respond. Who saw that one coming? And this one really irritated me. Not that long ago, John Barrasso was in Buffalo, Wyoming, and he was scheduled to do an interview at the radio station. It's KBBS. Well, something got mixed up with the schedule, and the radio station wasn't able to sit down with him. Right after the scheduling conflict was discovered, I got a text message from somebody at the radio station. So I immediately called John Barrasso's communications person and said, hey, I'll do the interview, and then I'll just give it to the radio station. No harm, no foul. But do you think that I got a return phone call from John Barrasso? Uh-uh. Nope. There's no way he's going to sit down with the most listened-to conservative show in the state of Wyoming. That's because he's not really one of us. He's not like the rest of Wyoming. Now, maybe he was in the beginning, but he's changed now. Every time you see Mitch McConnell... You see John Barrasso attached to his hip. I get it. That's his leadership position, and it is important to the state of Wyoming. But what would Sleepy Joe say about this whole situation? Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. Okay, all right, I know. I just compared John Barrasso to Joe Biden, but come on, man. Anyhow, in the near future... Harriet is going to come on the program and have reaction to everything that's been happening. The election in Wyoming, the Republicans controlling the House of Representatives, all of it. And I'll let you know when that's going to happen. The interview is supposed to take place sometime this afternoon. Before we go any further, some completely outrageous self-aggrandizement. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows, as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. And you've been taking a nappy nap at the G20 Summit, and you have no idea what's going on? Well, you can have one of your staff members go to cowboystatepolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate you. This segment of the program is brought to you by New Trend Hats. I just looked out my window. And there's several more inches of that white stuff all over the ground and on my car. I can't tell you how much I don't want to go outside and do anything. It's because my ears get cold all of the time. I hate it. And if you're like me and your ears get cold really, really fast, well, then you should go to NewTrendHats.com. They've got a wide selection of hats for both men and women. And now is the perfect time to go check out their website. They've got all sorts of hats to keep those ears of yours warm. So go to NewTrendHats.com and keep those ears of yours nice and warm and toasty. Have you ever noticed in the Wyoming media that there is no left wing? There are no left wing extremists and there's no hard left. But there are right wing extremists all over the place. Hard right, right wingers. Everybody else, except for us, are moderates. If you believe in Medicaid expansion, well, then you're a moderate. Or legalizing pot. Yep, totally moderate. If you don't want any restrictions on abortion whatsoever, definitely a moderate position. If you think that employers ought to be able to make you jab a piece of metal into your arm, you're a moderate. Yep, no doubt about that. And even the Democrats in Wyoming are not referred to by the Wyoming media as left-wingers. 
There's no left-wing extremist when you're talking about Mike Yin, and not even Carly Provenza, who, until very recently, like last year, had some defund the police stuff on her Facebook page. No, no, she is not a left-wing extremist at all. So really, if you listen to the cow pie or the Pravda on the Plat or the Wyoming turkey vulture, or is it the buzzard? Not sure. Anyway, if you listen to anybody in the press, there's only the right-wing extremists and the moderates. But the truth is, most Wyoming citizens do not believe in all of this crazy stuff like legalizing pot or Medicaid expansion or pornography in the schools or that men can become pregnant. Oh, and if you want to get a crowd riled up, just suggest that men ought to be able to play in women's sports. Most Wyoming citizens think that our property taxes are too high, that they don't want to pay higher sales taxes. The vast majority of Wyoming citizens don't believe that the government has any business telling them what to do with their closet full of guns. And if you talk to any rancher, they can clearly explain to you why this corner crossing business is a big deal to them. It's because they believe in personal property rights. If you want to tick off any Wyoming parent, tell them that they don't have any say in what their children are being taught in school. None of these ideas are extreme or hard right or right wing. They are central to the core of Wyoming values. The reason why most Wyoming politicians absolutely hate all of these rating websites is because they expose them for who they are and what they believe. These moderates in the legislature become absolutely apoplectic when someone calls for a recorded vote on the floor of the legislature. Why, you might ask? Well, because there would be evidence of what it is that they're doing to Wyoming citizens. Anybody remember this? Beep! Beep! That was Redcoat Steve Harshman, who the Redcoats are probably going to nominate for Speaker of the House once they lose the caucus vote on Saturday. He said that after then-Representative Chuck Gray called for a recorded vote on the floor of the House. Why would Steve Harshman say such a thing if he's a moderate? To fully understand how crazy recorded votes make these moderates, you actually have to be sitting in the gallery watching them. You would think that Gomez Landon Brown would have a seizure, or that Albert Somers's coat, which he never washes, would stomp off the floor in disgust and hang itself up. It might actually be able to do that. It probably has more of a personality than Albert Somers does. But why would they all react in such a way if they're all moderates? If their moderate views reflect those of the majority of Wyoming citizens, they wouldn't have to hide them now, would they? They wouldn't become upset when all of these anonymous rating websites come out with their rankings. That wouldn't matter to them because their moderate view reflects those of Wyoming citizens, right? The truth is, they're neither moderate nor are they the views of the vast majority of Wyoming citizens. They are outside of the mainstream of what Wyoming citizens believe. You don't have to get into the political minutiae of where Wyoming citizens land on the ideological spectrum to derive what it is that they believe. Most people, most Wyoming citizens, don't buy in to all of this crazy stuff that these so-called moderates come up with. Our belief structure is not extreme, nor is it right-wing, nor is it hard-right. It is the mainstream Wyoming values that all of us hold dear. And it is only the self-proclaimed 
moderates that hold political positions that differ in any meaningful way from your normal, everyday, hardworking, freedom-loving Wyoming citizen. Let me just sum it up for you in about 15 or 20 seconds. We believe in life. We believe in freedom and free markets. We believe in personal property rights, that the government doesn't have any business telling us what we ought to be doing with that, those things that we own. We believe that we have the right to protect ourselves and our family and own whatever firearms that we see fit. We believe in peace through strength and energy independence. No one has the right to the fruits of our labors except for us. We believe in being charitable and helping out those people in need. But that's not the government's place. We believe in low taxes and small and limited government. And I've probably missed a few. But none of these things are outside of the mainstream Wyoming core values. But the views that are outside of the mainstream Wyoming beliefs are those of the moderates. Just for kicks, here's what Rush Limbaugh had to say about moderates. And then there are those who say, but Rush, you know, you're just too strident. you got to moderate your tone, too conservative, branch out, you're preaching to the choir. And I thought, well, that makes some sense. I do want to attract an even larger audience. I've had my staff looking uh, in libraries, universities, on the internet, all over the country, looking for the historical biographies of great moderates in American history. And we haven't found any. We haven't found one great moderate in this country. Margaret Thatcher, I had the pleasure twice of having dinner with her. She defines a moderate as somebody who doesn't know what they believe. Or, and I, I don't want to offend you moderates. I know what moderates are. Moderates are people who just don't want to make anybody mad, don't want to offend anybody, just sit around and wait and see what most people think, and then do that and say, that's what I think. And then they appear to be in the majority. And that, my friends, is why the loony bin that calls themselves the mainstream Wyoming media calls the folks that have beliefs that are outside of the mainstream of everything Wyoming citizens believe, moderates. In a minute or two, I'm going to give you an example of a moderate who has recognized the handwriting on the wall and decided that he should get himself in line with what the majority of Wyoming citizens believe. But before we do that, a completely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn, uh, by the way, it's snowing outside and most of your livestock is out in the middle of it, a barn would be a good idea, or a roping arena, you know, so you can do all your rodeo stuff in the middle of winter that we're in right now, or maybe even a giant warehouse. Well, then you need to call Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These two guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So give Nick and Jesse a call at 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Gunrunner Auctions is one of the nation's leading online auction houses for firearms and firearms accessories. But it's not just guns and accessories. They almost always have a wide variety of ammunition, sometimes some hard-to-find calibers. Here's a couple of examples of some of the ammunition lots they have available. 
Lot number 305 is 400 rounds of 40 Smith & Wesson. There's lot number 309, which is 216 rounds of 3840 caliber ammunition from Black Hills Manufacturing. Lot number 311 is 600 rounds of 38 Special. There's lot number 313, which is 3,000 rounds of 22 Long Rifle. Lot 317 is 1,400 rounds of 380 caliber ammunition. Lot 319 is 488 rounds of 25 ACP. And one more, lot number 324, it's 600 rounds of 38 automatic. So really, you can find anything related to firearms at GunRunnerAuctions.com. And now, back to the program. who has decided that the positions he held last year are probably not going to resonate with Wyoming citizens, is Senator Dave Kinski of Sheridan and Johnson Counties. Earlier this week, I attended a Republican Women of Sheridan County luncheon in which he gave some comments. Here's what he had to say, and I want you to listen close, because this is very different than what we've heard from Senator Kinski before. Now, keep in mind... If he wasn't going to follow through on what it is that he was saying, he would not have given this speech in front of the Republican women of Sheridan County. If you didn't know, they're a pretty formidable bunch, and nobody wants to be on their bad side. Here's what Dave Kinski had to say. I'm with, I'm with Todd. I don't know what happened at the national level. By all rights, there should have been a red wave, and uh, the pundits will be trying to figure it out. You know, there's an obligation on every party after every election to engage in some introspection. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? Except the moderates in the Wyoming legislature. They're not going to engage in any introspection whatsoever. They took a shellacking in the midterms because their views are not consistent with those of the vast majority of Wyoming citizens. And yet they're still going to try to pull the same crap that they've been pulling all along. I mentioned earlier that they're going to try to nominate Redcoat Steve Harshman for Speaker of the House after they lose the vote on Saturday. That's not at all what Wyoming citizens told them loudly and clearly. Keep that in mind, because what Senator Kinski is about to say is very different than anything you're going to hear from the so-called moderates. And figure out how it can be corrected, because it needs to be corrected. We have a president who is enormously unpopular, He's in the White House, but nobody's home. It's an embarrassment. Uh, we're th threatened abroad by China, Russia, North Korea, firing missiles over our allies. Inflation's run away. Families have to decide between gasoline and groceries. It's an absolute mess. And by all rights, we should have had a clean sweep at the national level. I don't know what happened. I'm still scratching my head. But meanwhile... Here at home in Wyoming, the red wave did manifest itself, and your House and your Senate have both become decidedly more conservative. Thank you for all your work in the election on that. So I've been talking to some other like-minded individuals in the Senate, including my colleague Bo Beitman, and, and trying to fashion some of what we're hearing from you and what are the things that we need to address as priorities, as well as what our own conviction tells us. And so let me review those. What I see is a preview for what's coming up in the Senate and, and 
hopefully those uh, those will be shared much in the house as well. First, ESG. Everything in politics today is an acronym. That's environmental social governance. And that's a word for big corporations and big banks trying to cut off fossil fuels and firearms from any kind of credit, any kind of investors, even credit card processing, trying to ruin them, trying to destroy those industries. And we will do everything we can in the Senate to stop as much of it as we can in Wyoming. Bo had a bill last session. It failed. He's reworked it. He's spoken to some of the folks that opposed it. That's the, that's the hard trench work that you have to do in the legislature. He's bringing that bill back, and I am going to be proud to co-sponsor that with Bo. Elections. Bo will try a sixth time to get a bill passed that says if you're registered as a Democrat on election day, you vote as a Democrat and vice versa. The last time it passed, it died in the House. I'm going to sign on to that bill once again with Bo. It remains a priority. Yes, Todd, we're going to get our butts in gear. We can't help what they do over on the House, but it, it certainly hasn't been for a want of effort on, on our part. Speaking of elections, your Wyoming Senate will resist any effort to strip our duly elected Secretary of State of any of the duties of his office. <laughs> Property tax relief. It must come. Yes. And we will work like the Dickens to get it through the Senate. The odds are good we will. What happens to it on the House, I don't know, but I can tell you that its prospects are good if Mark Jennings is the speaker. <laughs> Education. Parents must have a right to choose to choose what is best for their child in the education and to have say and input into that. To choose not to have their children indoctrinated in subject matter they find objectionable, whether it's critical race theory or diversity, equity, or inclusion, or a host of other politically correct acronyms. Parents have the right to expect that if their child goes into the school library or your local library that they will not find materials that are absolutely inappropriate for children. Now you will hear, you will hear some say that this is about discrimination and it's not. We wish no ill will to anybody. You will hear some say that this is about book burning. It's not. Nobody seeks to say, tell adults what they can read. This is about making sure that children, our children, are protected from what we deem to be absolutely inappropriate. That also includes the right to have our daughters play sports against other girls and not by <laughs> And again, you will hear people say or assert that we wish people ill will, and we do not. It is simply 
simply a matter of fundamental fairness. All of this must be done in a way that protects the classroom teacher. The teachers just want to teach. They don't want to be sucked into all of the political turmoil. They're not responsible for what's on those bookshelves. Somebody else is. And we need to do it in a way that's not ham-fisted so that it'll pass constitutional scrutiny and that we do not disrupt education. The simplest, surest path to make this happen is to get true school choice in Wyoming, and we hope to give it a In the Senate, we will continue to protect the right to life, and we will continue to protect the Second Amendment, as we have through the eight years that I've been there. Finally, budget. Due to rising energy prices and out-of-control property taxes, Cheyenne is sloshing with millions of dollars, and there are some big spenders closing in. That money needs to go two places. First, it needs to go into property tax rebates so the people were, who were hit gouged with 20 to 30% increases in their property taxes get that money back. The money that came in as a consequence of increases in economic activity or increases in energy prices needs to go into permanent savings to stave off future tax increases. It does not need to go into pork barrel projects or bloating the state's budget with one-time money. I will... I like that one too. I will continue as I've always done to contain spending and stop tax hikes. Our problem in Wyoming is not that our taxes are too low. Our problem remains our spending is too high. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Now tell me, which part of that do you disagree with? None of it. It is very different than some of the things we've seen Senator Kinski vote on. But Senator Kinski's not dumb. He's a smart guy. And he heard loud and clear what Wyoming citizens told the legislature. And again, he wouldn't have given that speech if he didn't mean it in front of that crowd. If there's any group in Wyoming that will hold you accountable to what you tell them, it is the Republican women of Sheridan County. So I tend to believe what Senator Kinski said. Now compare that to the actions we've seen from the moderates. They didn't hear the message that we gave them at all. In fact, they're just going to continue business as usual. So the long and the short of all of this is that the vast majority of Wyoming citizens generally agree on the big principles. It's the moderates that don't. And that's the very reason why the mainstream Wyoming media calls them moderates. And doesn't refer to them as the left-wingers or the left-wing extremists or the hard left or anything like that. They call them the moderates. Just remember, the moderates don't think like you and me. That'll do it for today's installment of the program. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk again tomorrow during the Thursday live episode that starts at 10 a.m. 
You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful, very snowy Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.